1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand.
2: Right now, people aren't very confident that Montreal's got this thing in the bag. That's right. We all know, but there's just something going on. Vegas is the better team. We all know that. They check pretty much every box. But I just think Montreal's got God on their side. How about that? Why he's not on the Golden Knights side is something we're going to have to talk about later. Vegas? How else do you explain it? No, but I got
3: some ideas. How else on do that. you
2: explain what's going on? Vegas is better. Wait a minute. Maybe because it's Sin
1: City. This is the Rod Peterson Show.
3: It absolutely is. Happy Thursday, right, Moose? Thursday? Uh, sure. <laughs> I always lose track. I know you had one of those the other day. I just know it's game six. I don't know if it's Wednesday Uh, or Thursday. It's game day. It's game day. Thank God
2: every day is game day. Don't mind me, everybody. I'm just tweeting the links to watch and listen to this program today on uh, Game Plus TV Network, YouTube. Listen live at rodpeterson.com. But away we go. It is episode number 513 in Canada's uh, daytime sports talk show. And hello to Canadian sports fans around the world. Good morning to the Knights Nation, if that's a thing. You see what I did there, Darren? I did. With my shirt here today? I like it. Because you don't normally see me in t-shirts, so I wore a little long sleeve black jersey here and slipped my Uniting Canada t-shirt over it because it's game day, Vegas at
3: Montreal tonight. I love it. You know, it, and people ask me, um, what are you doing tomorrow at 6 o'clock? Or what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> like Every day, same time, it's a game. So I'll be in front of the TV. Uh, yeah. Pretty much on... Uh, schedule every day at six or seven o'clock mountain time. It's
2: going to be a fun day uh, leading up to game six tonight. Golden Knights in Montreal, Canadiens. fun day on this show, because we had breaking news, which I'll get to in a moment. Let me just say that our guests today are Julie Stewart Banks, longtime friend of ours out of New York. She's in Manhattan. She hosts drinks with banks. She is ESPN, Fox Sports, one CTV Regina Barstool sports alum, going to be great catching up with jsb she wants to talk some stanley cup playoffs and the ageless the peerless james duffy will be joining us from uh what
3: could i should i say the host of insider trading yeah that'd be the the, number one thing to say he's the host of tsn's hockey coverage
2: there you go right how about that
3: so james duffy
2: there you go and what's that's actually perfect to get his breakdown on this because the breaking news today of two things you tell me which is more exciting the Seattle Kraken, named their first ever head coach this morning, and it's Dave Hochstall. If I'm even saying that right, he's not even a household word. And for those watching today, I apologize to those listening because you won't see it, but you're going to get a lot of this, Dupes. They old half shrug from me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to poo-poo the hiring of Dave Hochstall in Seattle like the people that are blowing me up my phone saying he failed miserably in Philadelphia. Who is this guy? He's been an assistant coach with the Leafs. What have they done? That's what the NHL people are texting me today about Dave Hochstall. and I'm eh. You know on the day that they're hired um, how can you say how it's going to go? I'll be honest with you. When they have this news conference, I always say the signings, the hirings, Darren, with the general manager or the team owner, they're like wedding photos. Everybody's smiling, and you're like, oh, my. <laughs> over half of the, over half of these are going to end in a divorce. These are the exciting days. Okay, so let's. Hope for the best for Dave Hochstall. And I think we'll find out throughout the course of today, the next twenty four hours, why Ron Francis wanted to go with him over the Mike Babcocks of the world or the Rick Tockets of the world. Didn't Eddie Lack say here a few weeks ago that it was that Rick Tockett was going to Seattle? That was the plan? After mutually
3: agreeing to leave Arizona, which I don't think it's ever mutual ever. But I know. But this is like the wedding where everyone's whispering in the back, <laughs> Oh, they're never gonna make it. Exactly. She's gonna stay with him, (laughs) right? This is what is she see in him? What does she see in him? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, glad I didn't spend a lot on the present. Yeah, no kidding. I attached the receipt inside the box. Um, That's yeah. I think we should be happy if they see something. Um, clearly you don't get to be a head coach in the National Hockey League, whether it's in Philadelphia or an assistant coach in Toronto. Unless you know what you're doing. Unless you know what you're doing, right? And a lot of times it just doesn't work. Sometimes the environment doesn't work. Sometimes you get an ownership group that doesn't let you coach the way you want to coach and really let you do what you thought you were going to be able to do in the interview. So you can't just say he failed here, failed here, because there was a reason he got there in the first place. So clearly there was something in the interview process that they liked. I mean... Are we sitting here thinking that Ron Francis doesn't know what he's doing? Right? That Ron Francis can't find good hockey people? I don't think we're saying that. So, hey, look, at if you trust Ron Francis, then trust the hire for now until we see otherwise. Are we live on YouTube, boys? We
2: are now, Clark said. Okay, because I just called it up and it doesn't, I don't see where we're live on YouTube. But hit refresh. Okay, you know better than me. Joe Lazito was watching in New York, and he says that Dean Chenealth would have been a great fit in Seattle. Old Chinny. Remember him? But you know what? He's got a pretty good deal in Carolina. He's an assistant coach to Rod Brindamore there, and Dean Chenealth I would think has designs on being a head coach in the National Hockey League, but it's not going to be in Seattle because today they hired Dave Hawkstall And the other breaking news today, and you're going to get the half-shoulder shrug from me here, is uh, Robin Leonard first off the ice in Montreal this morning at Bell Centre, the morning skate. You know what that means? The Panda will start in goal, game six, for Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights tonight at Montreal. Darren, here's my take on Robin Leonard starting tonight. Are you paying attention?
3: Yeah. Mm. Half-shoulder
2: shrug. It's the half, it's the half shrug. Yeah. If they don't play better in front of him, it's not going to matter who's in goal. It will not matter. Flower, Robin Leonard. But I will say this. I was pretty happy watching uh, SportsCenter this morning pounding away on the old Bullflex Max. And the panel just roasted Mark Stone. Roasted Mark Stone, the captain of the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm going, you know how this works, right? The Golden Knights will be in their hotel room with Sports Center on 24-7 like we all do when we're on the road. And Mark Stone's got that pounded in his head <laughs> every hour. And then all his teammates are like, hey, Stoner, turn on TSN. They're roasting you right now. So if he didn't see it by accident, they would have told him. And an, and an angry Mark Stone can only be a good thing, I would think. I would think From so. From a Vegas perspective.
3: Well, and that's where you find out, right? Um, you put some pressure on and either you're going to crumble Or you're going to step up. And, you know, it reminds me a little bit of the third period last night. I know you're probably going to get into the game and your topics. but If I ever get to them. When Matt Barzell, in that third period, he had like two or three shifts where he was the only guy who touched the puck. Yeah. And he was moving. He was shifty. That's Matt Barzell that we know, right, and love. And that's elite Matt Barzell. He's not there on a consistent basis. He's not elite yet, but he has elite potential. And he was elite in that third period, and the team followed, and they willed themselves to victory. If Mark Stone you know, sees this, gets that fire going, and turns into that, he's going to be dangerous tonight. Stuart Dymann, yeah. it is now an
2: elimination game for the Vegas Golden Knights. How about this? From Hamilton, Mel McGuigan's watching on Facebook and says, Hello from Hamilton. Great show as usual, Rod. Thank you, Mel. I appreciate it. From the Cannons and Tomahawks podcast. Good morning from Ohio. And Jennifer Illingworth down at the Four Seasons Sports Palace says, "Good morning, crew. Isles win." So uh, let's get serious. That's our breaking news today. Robin Leonard starting tonight in Game Six for Canada's team. And Dave Hawkstall is the first ever head coach of the Seattle Kraken. Please hold your applause. Quick six show topics, please. Uh, director Jordan. <laughs> Jeff Kozak writes in and says, "How is your draft going? Any of you at the top?" Well, I've gone from the exact from the lowest spot. I was dead last, dead last at like four hundred and fifty-seven spots. I've moved up to like two hundred, and I did pick Vegas.
3: Islanders Stanley Cup final. So I'm hanging in. I still got a chance to win this thing. That's good. I have no idea where I'm at. I I don't you have any. You gave up. I, well, I'm at the bottom. I'm way at the bottom. But this actually is a good reminder. I know Nelson's watching our content creator. Yeah. We got to do a top five, bottom five. Which we did for the draft. Yes. We got to do that again. So if we can get on that, that'd be great. The warm up. Of which you're currently watching is brought to you by Ecol Electric, your complete
2: electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Estevan, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecol Electric, let's get to work right after coffee. Wayne in Victoria, BC is watching. He says, I'm sitting in my den with my new United t-shirt from the RP shop. I love it. That's very cozy, cozy jersey, eh? Oh, yeah. Soft. Very soft. Yes. Very huggable. Okay. Our number one topic is the Islanders beating Tampa Bay 3-2 in overtime last night, which, frankly, I uh, expected to happen. I picked Jordan Eberly to score for the Islanders or Braden Point for Tampa Bay, and it was uh, Bouvillier of all things, on a turnover in the Tampa Bay zone. And what did we see last night? Andre Vasilevsky is, in fact, human. Mm-hmm. You can, you can beat this guy, the How guy they that? call. How about that? Vazzy. So now it's a one-game showdown in Tampa Friday night. What's c- coming out of this series is this. Kucherov leaves the game in the first period. It was the first minute, wasn't it? He took the cross-check from Scott Mayfield. And I just laugh because I find that kind of stuff funny. And he went down, and I think they, he broke his ribs. And it was right in front of the referee, and there was no call. And now Kucherov is out potentially for this series. Apologies to Tampa fans, but I'm like, this is so on brand with NHL officiating in these playoffs.
3: Isn't it? Yeah. We're going to go down that road today. It really is. Well, I mean, it's a day that ends in Y. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> right. I mean, wow. Yeah, it, Which is typically not what we do. But man, I mean, it wasn't. It was a cross-check. It was right there. It broke his rib, so I can't, say, did? I can't say it wasn't a bad... Why am I laughing? wasn't a bad... Because I want to <laughs> say it was nothing. It was a regular was battle cross-check, but it was bad. It was bad, and unfortunately... Oh but there were some good kills in that, that third period by um, by New York, that one high stick, and that Matt well, Martin took, and there was a few. But, yeah, that was one that uh, changed the game with not, not having Kucherov.
2: We only got a few moments left, as a matter of fact, here in the uh, warm-up for E. Cole Electric before we bring in JSB. But here's what I'm thinking, because I'm cheering for the Islanders, but I don't really care. I want Vegas to win the Stanley Cup. But I'm like, you can break a guy's ribs and knock the leading scorer out of the playoffs? Then let's run Carey Price tomorrow night. Apparently, we can do that. That's the first You're thing that I think. Shot. Is that...
3: Is that bad that I would think that? Who are, you, who are you dressing that's taking that shot and taking... Take your five minutes. Anybody. And just... Colazar, Ryan Reeves. I'm not advocating for
2: it. I'm just saying you can't be thrown in jail for thinking. That's what I thought. Uh, point two, Vegas and Montreal. I guess we covered that, eh? Point three, uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders post a $7.5 million loss in 2020. That was announced yesterday by the football club. And if not for uh, the Ottawa wage subsidy, they'd be curtains, but they got the money and they're kicking off. I thought they'd lose more. Wasn't the projection $10 million? Yeah. So I don't have any more to say about that. Uh, Point four, the CEBL tips off tonight. We're excited, aren't we? You can watch this on the league website streaming CBC Gem. I believe we'll have this broadcast tonight of, of the Niagara River Lions at the Ottawa Blackjacks. Get on board, folks! Our good friend AJ Jakubik—you've seen him on this show many times—the voice of the Red Blacks is also the voice of the Blackjacks. I talked to him recently, and I said, "What the hell do you know about basketball?" And he's like, "I know basketball. I grew up playing basketball." So. What do you know? He's calling the game tonight from TD Place in Ottawa. Uh, Saturday, the Saskatchewan Rattlers, our favorite team, visit the Fraser Valley Bandits, so get on board. And there's a season preview right now at rodpeterson.com written by Matthew Winnick from the CEBL League office. So it's tip-off tonight. You're looking for something else to watch. You're a Hoops fan? Watch Niagara at Ottawa. I'm grabbing my phone because our poll question today is, are you watching the NBA playoffs, or are you following the NBA playoffs for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center? On Twitter, 68% of you saying, no, you're not, and look at this on Facebook. Oh, oh, oh. Tell them what they've won, Bob. Yikes. 82% say, no, they're not following the NBA playoffs. Now, that, by the way, doesn't matter. You know, if we did this poll in America, are you following the Stanley Cup playoffs? People would go, the what? I think it would be 80-plus percent saying no. Maybe 90-plus percent saying no. So, it doesn't matter. The majority, the vast majority of our respondents aren't following it. doesn't mean that we can't or that you can't. The Milwaukee-Atlanta series is exciting. Atlanta won on the road in Milwaukee last night. That's right. Clippers, Suns, come on. Two teams that have historically been junk in their entire history. Well, Game 3 is tonight. Phoenix is at L.A. Suns have a two games to none lead. I'm following it. I'm just finding out that really... Not a lot of others are, but that's their loss. Mm-hmm. But if hockey's on, I'm watching hockey. And by the way, while well, the Blue Jays have won four in a row, how about that? How about that? Are y'all going to come back and go, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Rod was right when he said, it's just a swoon. We're overreacting. Eh. They never say that, right? They never come back and go, Rod was right. Not, not often. Not too often. No. And point six, CFL crowds in Ontario. We're following this pendulum this yo-yo Lisa McLeod the heritage minister come out yesterday and said that she thinks she's optimistic that there will be crowds this summer and you know that everybody in the CFL is just clinging to her every word (laughs) all the politicians all the health people even the prime minister the fans just want to know whether they're playing or not and I read that quote three down had it and it's like she she's like we'll announce the crowd capacities in an appropriate time and I'm like what does that mean?
3: I know. I know. <laughs> what like, does that mean in inappropriate? I'd say now's an appropriate time. That just means that they don't have an answer now, so they're yeah. pushing it down. It's language, right? It's language. We don't know what appropriate time means, so what are we going to do? It's, it's just language and PR, right? It's exactly what it is. I appreciate
2: Chris in Toronto uh, bringing this up and he says that uh, Chris Burt says sorry to be a Debbie Downer but 751 dead children in Cowessess Saskatchewan are on my mind today you're not being a Debbie Downer and just so you know you spelled it wrong it's Cowessess it's literally just down the road from us the chief of the Cowessess First Nation is a good friend of both of ours Cadmus DeLorme we talked about this in our morning meeting." How are we going to handle this? And I'm glad that you brought it up. We're not ignoring it. We're going to mention it. But what we've been doing here for over two years is to talk about sports and try and keep it on the sports discussion. We're as upset as anybody. I'm speechless. I don't have any words for this. Kamloops was horrible. This is exponentially worse. And it's just down the road from us. I'll find words in time, but I don't have them this morning. I appreciate you bringing it up, and we wanted, Darren, I'll give you 30 seconds if you don't mind. You wanted to
3: acknowledge it, but I don't know what to say. There's no words. There's not. We were sitting around my office this morning, and you read 751, and I think my jaw hit the floor. Yeah. Because we learned yesterday, it came out, that it was worse than Kamloops, like a lot worse. And I didn't think it was that bad. You, know, you just don't expect... You don't know, don't know how bad, and I mean, we, today we can't control what we did in the past, but we can tr- control how we react to what we found out and what we do next, and I think that's what's important, but I'm seeing it from all of my friends, you know, whether it's Michael Linklater or Craig McCallum or, Cowess, or uh, Cadmus at Cowessus, it's, my heart breaks for all of them and everybody else, and it's in my family too, right? Yeah. So it's tough. We'll be back. This
2: has been the warm-up for eco Electric. JSB joins us from Manhattan next. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show you're watching on Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook. And 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
2: Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. Uh, Thursday morning coming down or uh, afternoon, wherever you may be, if you're out in the eastern part of this continent. The breaking news today, two things if you just tuned in. One, the Seattle Kraken have named their first ever head coach. It's Dave Hackstall former head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. It's getting a lukewarm reaction, that hiring. And Robin Lanner will start in goal tonight, it looks like, for the Vegas Golden Knights, Canada's team at Montreal in an elimination game, Canadians up three games to two. How do I feel about that as a Golden Knights fan? Mm. It's not going to be just goaltending that it's going to come down to tonight or for Vegas to win this series. But let's go to New York now. Julie Stewart-Binks, longtime friend of ours, wants to talk hockey. How you doing, JSB?
4: Hey, I'm doing great, Rod. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, Canada's team, I definitely don't feel that way about the <laughs>
2: Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody does. And I'm having a hell of a lot of fun with it. I can tell you that, Julie.
4: <laughs> yeah, so have I. I've been just making TikToks, as Clark knows. He's uh, quite the TikTok, TikTok guy. And um, I've been just throwing throwing a lot of stuff, uh, throwing the Montreal Canadiens under the bus because I tried to explain it to my counterparts in the United States who say, oh, well, but it's Canada's team, it's the Canadian team. It's like, it's not like the Raptors or the Blue Jays, which is the only team of that league in the country where the whole country gets behind it. There are many teams across the country and many different you know areas of Canada. And no, especially as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, I do not want to see the Montreal Canadiens hoist the
2: cup. Well, that's kind of why I put Vegas up there as Canada's team, because Las Vegas is the whole world city. So let's say that now we don't have to fight about the seven (laughs) other teams in Canada. But listen, as a Toronto gal, and we we had a lot of viewers in eastern Canada, I want your take on the CN Tower being lit up in Montreal Canadiens colors.
4: Take it away. Just, I mean, like, No. And whoever I, you know, whoever did that just didn't understand the pulse, I believe, of, of, of the rivalry, of the fact that this isn't, you know, uh, maybe, you know what, I'm sorry, I feel bad for the person that is in charge of that because I would never want to have that fall on my shoulders because that was just like a very big no-no, especially in the city. Of which you just dominated in game seven. And now you're going to basically dance on their grave by putting the CN Tower in the colors of the Montreal Canadiens. Big, big, big no, no. Was not a fan of that. And you know what? Like, Habs fans have just been coming at me real hard. Same with Islanders fans. It's kind of like the two series in a way, right? Like, you talked about we, 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 Vegas Golden Knights. I'm obviously not on the team. I'm not even like like a super fan of them but they need more offense um and and because they haven't been able to really generate as much as we thought they would but it's like that offensive prowess that they had in the regular season same with Tampa Bay Lightning and then you have these two teams like the Habs and the Islanders that are both just like clogging up the neutral zone and just being so hard to play against that like maybe that's what the key is in the playoffs
2: so I got a message last night because I was doing another show last night. I didn't watch the New York-Tampa game until I got home. I saw the end. It's all I needed. But they said, hey, NASA's rocking. And they had a packed last night. So does it reverberate where you're sitting right now that the Islanders have forced a game seven? What's, what's the reaction today?
4: Well, I'm in Manhattan, so this is like more of Rangers country. And it's just like everyone – there is uh, – people here do not like the islanders at all also it's they're kind of like the anaheim ducks of california where they're not like even if they were to go to the stanley cup final it just wouldn't this is a basketball city um like people would still talk about the knicks or the yankees or the mets and then the rangers and then or also then obviously nfl but the islanders are really far down the list um i think that what we saw last night at the coliseum is exactly what i expected from islanders fans is that they are they are very troubled people inside um they like to their identity is hating other people and hating other teams and that's why they're so obsessed still with john Tavares leaving and i can't tell you how many people like when Tavares got injured and i know this is like awful like they were happy about that here in like islanders fans which is disgusting first and foremost but also secondly Get over it. Like you, you won. You, you, I mean, like you're doing great. Like your ex, your ex is gone and you're doing well. Don't worry about them. Stop scrolling and looking at them on Instagram. Like just, just get over them at this point. So they're just like, they're a lot. They're a lot to deal with. So I was not surprised that they were throwing beers at their own players. And uh, Ryan Callahan had a great tweet that was like, imagine had they won what Nassau Coliseum wanted or had they lost in Tampa one, what oh. they would have done.
2: <laughs> no kidding. Uh, by the way, there's Damien DeMesa writes in. It just, I just got to, I want to read this. He's, he says, I can't wait for the CFL to start looking forward to Calgary kicking butt and winning another Grey cup. I'll be watching from Florida. Hope the merger happens so I can see the CFL live. Damien, we will talk about that to get our CFL news in because there is a uh, breaking news uh, today in the Canadian football league that just came down. But yeah, talk about that. I, I, I got a notification because I turned the game off as soon as it ended, they said New York fans littering the ice, what, what could be the last ever game in Nassau County Coliseum. So that's kind of on point, JSB, is that what you're telling me with Long Islanders, that they would do that?
4: Yeah, and it, it is. It's exactly on point, and my boyfriend's a Rangers fan. He kind of explains to me a lot of the history of the, the two teams and whatnot, just being in – he grew up on Long Island and is a Rangers fan, and it's just sort of – how they acted is is exactly what their identity is and it's to me and i don't think senators fans would do this because i think much higher of canadians in general not canadians but canadians is that they 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 their identity is hating others like the ottawa senators hate the toronto Maple believe so much they don't love their team that much as, they, as much as they hate other teams. And that's kind of like the Islanders. I love saying all this because, like, everyone's just going to be like, "Oh, Julie, like, you suck. Stop talking about sports. But, you know, this, this is the truth.
2: <laughs> You're okay with it by now. And, by the way, you, you worked here in the sweatpants capital long enough that whenever somebody throws something on the field or the ice here, I'm like, yeah surprised there wasn't more (laughs) our fans aren't a ton different than new york did you sense that in your time
3: here
4: oh my gosh no everyone in saskatchewan and in regina was amazing and so nice and so sweet and fantastic and that's why i still have a real soft spot when every time i see you know, Jordan Eberle score, Braden Point, like all these guys that either played there, grew up there, have a connection to Saskatchewan. It's like, oh, it's just, they were, That that is like a, I feel like it's like the formative years of my life, even though I was like 100 years old at that point anyway. <laughs> but I just feel like a soft spot for, for the Prairies. Uh, I
2: was watching uh, a national highlight show the other night, and they said, Jordan Eberle scores. I'm like, Mm-mm. how... Are you still calling him Jordan Eberle? Now, yeah. He, oh, drives it's me amazing. nuts. I know. Uh, Jason in Red Deer says, is that a Motley Crue shirt, Julie? Nice. What's the it story is. on the shirt that you're wearing today, and why did you the dig shirt. that? Out?
4: Actually, you know what? The shirt is has a lot of meetings behind it when I saw it. Okay, so Motley Crew Japan, Tour 87. I was born in 1987 out there, but Japan... A little tease and break the news right now. I am going to the Olympics. Have not oh, announced right. that. Have, have not announced that publicly yet. I am going to the <laughs> Tokyo Olympics to cover baseball and softball.
2: Wow! Actually, Clark had mentioned that I needed to bring that up. So tell me more. Is this your first Olympics?
4: Uh, no, I actually covered the Olympics in Russia I remember with Jay that. and That's Dan, right. You did. I'm sorry. A banana sandwich. But we weren't rights holders or anything like that. So we just got drunk with chelios every single day and Michelle Kwan. It was I mean, one for the books. Actually it's all in Jay rights book because it was so wild. But this time won't be like that because um I am going to a country that is dealing with a state of emergency, obviously, but also with a rights holder. So I'm working with the Olympic um news channel, so Olympic Broadcast Service. It's like you are the rights holder of the Olympics that then gives out all the information so like when you see an interview say on cbc or on nbc or wherever that may be the interview i did but you won't see my face which is that's great i'll just like tell everyone you know that was my interview but it's i'm excited i love the olympics um it's gonna be it's gonna be different and there's a lot of rules and regulations but japan is known for following all of those and so hopefully Everything goes according to plan. They have a lot in place. I just printed out like ten thousand pieces of paper about going to Japan, and uh, I'm pumped though because for baseball, those who don't know, right? It's there's no major leaguers from a North America there, but it is there are guys that have played even this year. Like on my show last night, drinks with banks. Uh, Plug in that. Uh, Todd Frazier, some of you may remember from the Yankees, the Mets, the White Sox. uh, He was on the Pirates this year, the Reds, of course. And he is going with Team USA. And so he's pretty jazzed about it. And guys like Matt Kemp, uh, Mike Socha is the manager of Team USA. And then you also have on the other side, like Masahiro Tanaka, who is with the Yankees, is pitching for Team Japan. So there's going to be some interesting storylines and you have a lot of guys that are prospects that will be in there. So it's like guys that are sort of on the riding out and the horizon of their career and then guys that are just starting. So we'll see how it is.
2: I'm uh, pretty pumped. I'm pumped for the Olympics. I'm pumped now to watch uh, you doing that, JSB. Good for you, man. That's very exciting. And I do remember all your
3: stuff from Sochi. That just looked like that the was, time of your life. That yeah. was the steam room, right? With Chelios and Quan and yeah. Dan Patrick, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't Dan- know
4: how much uh, coverage of the Olympics we did. I know that we definitely, like, enjoyed the Olympics and everything there. But, no, we did. We covered a lot of stuff. But this is this will be a lot more... <laughs> This will be more of a job. That was more of an experience. So, um, and, and I don't know how much of like the whole city will be able to see and and doing all that kind of stuff. But as you know, you are dealing with this this situation in the world still. But yeah, still the Olympics.
2: JSB, we have two and a half minutes. I just need your take on Canada's team, the Golden Knights at Montreal tonight. Leonard versus Price. You're a hockey gal. Okay. I What's love, going on?
4: Love the fact that Leonard's going back in, in net tonight. I think that's the right decision. He's been able to deal with the Bell Center and that crazy goal song that they have that is like haunts my dreams. And I think that they can do it if, oh my gosh, can Mark Stone just get off the snide and be able to put, put the biscuit in the basket, as they say? There's so many nifty goal scorers on this team, they have just so much talent. They can do it. Got to get out of your own head. But what it's St. John Baptiste Day in Montreal, ooh, that's a toughie going against that. Uh, Carey Price, we're seeing veterans, we're seeing reliable, we're seeing guys playing above their ability that they did in the regular season. Uh, this is going to be a real tough test for the Golden Knights, but um, all we can do is just hope that the Montreal Canadiens do not make it to the Stanley Cup Final. And if they do, I hope they make it to seven games and lose in overtime in game seven of the Stanley Cup Final because that's worse. That's It's the hope that kills you.
2: Speaking uh, like a true Leafs fan, and I'm here <laughs> for it. The, uh, the honesty, the truth. I like it, JSB. Good for you. Hey, wh- you already have a legion of fans, but for the newcomers that are just discovering you here on Game Plus TV, where can they watch your stuff and follow you?
4: Yes, all of my new fans I have cultivated from this interview. Uh, You guys can follow me on Twitter at JSB underscore TV and then Instagram at Julie SB underscore. And I pumped up one of your other guests, James Duffy, with the book. Been reading it. It's great.
2: Beauties. It is a very good book. Very funny, actually. He's a funny guy. JSB, always good. Enjoy the hockey. Stay safe.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
2: Love talking with you, Rod. And uh, congratulations on the Tokyo Olympics. She's going there. So JSB, checking in from New York. We'll be back with a sports update. You're watching the RP Show on this Thursday. It is uh, episode number 513 coming to you from the bunker in Western Canada on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod.
2: Hi. Welcome back to the RP Show. I continue to fiddle and have problems with my
3: earphones. What's your problem? I don't know what to tell you. What's your problem? We're going to have to get you some new headphones. I got new headphones from London Drugs. You know, have you seen those commercials, the old Tim Hortons commercials where the guy would be on a rotator belt and he'd just be sipping coffee? We'll do do that with headphones. We'll have like 30 (laughs) carousel headphones. I would like that.
2: So there's breaking news today. I apologize that I'm a little out of the loop. Hamilton Tiger Cats defensive back Courtney Steven announced his retirement this morning. I see Jeff the Stamps fan wrote it and said Calgary Stampeders Courtney Steven announced his retirement. And I can't remember the team. The league hasn't played for two years. I don't remember who Courtney Stephen plays for, but I think it was the Ticats. Yeah, that's what I thought. So maybe Jeff the Stamps fan hasn't had his coffee yet. But anyways, another retirement. So a gentleman, Darren Todd, writing us on Twitter and said, is there a simple explanation for the volume of CFL retirees being announced now that they have an official season planned? Players have new secure jobs and a year off is too long? And I'm just like... (sighs) So what I did was I went back and screenshotted my tweet from yesterday. Mm -hmm. and sent it to him. And this is what I said, folks. From a CFL agent regarding all the veteran retirements on the cusp of camp, quote, either the passion for the game isn't there anymore, injuries have piled up, or they are making more money doing something else or a combo of all those things. I just feel like Canada and you people in America that are watching, if you watch this show for two hours every day, you'll be up to date on everything. Because what did I say yesterday? I know stuff. And that's why, so I'm answering the same question from this guy today that I answered yesterday. And that's why I've said to so many coaches over the years, particularly hockey coaches, but football coaches too. But like junior hockey coaches, Darren, this young kid's coming in all the time, right? You're coaching mm-hmm. 16-year-old, 17-year-old rookies every year. I'm like, how do, you do, how do you do it? I would blow my brains out. You're told the same thing all the time. But that's what they do.
3: They, they love it. Oh, and it's like a teacher in high school had a binder full of laminated pages. It just went back to the beginning next year. How do you do it? Every year, the same in, same out. (sighs) But players, you got to understand something about the players and the timing of it now is, you know, you never, like, they don't want to retire. Players want to play football. It's what they love to do. So you wait as long as possible to make the decision you don't want to make. That's where they are. And you look for every opportunity. Maybe I'll get a raise. Maybe I'll be able to make it work. Maybe I'll this. Maybe I won't have to take a pay cut. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And eventually, you don't get the answers you want, so you have to decide to retire. But you push that, and you put that off as long as possible. That's what's happening with the CFL players. They've put it off, and now pushes
2: come to shove. With these players, I mean, if you maybe, have we done an ultra update this week? Did We we did one because my commentary today at RodPeterson.com, go read it. It explains all of the retirements in the CFL. You're hearing about a dozen players right now, and there will be more. But there's like 850 other players that have decided to play. Think about that for a second. It just looks like they're all retiring. But the vast, vast, vast majority are showing up for training camp. But for these unfortunate souls, it's just not worth it for them anymore for the variety of reasons that you figured out yourself. Money's not great. Passion for football is gone. You name it. Uh, sports update. Anthony Beauvillier scored in overtime, and the New York Islanders rallied to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 and forced a deciding game seven in their Stanley Cup semifinal series. Tampa forward Braden Point scored for the ninth straight game to help build up a 2-0 lead in the game. Of course, they lost game seven Friday in Tampa. Sorry, Tampa. He still owns that. Remember play. that? Last time we. Champa. Champtown. Not this year. Maybe for the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Trey Young scored 48 points. Clint Cabela converted a go ahead putback with 29.8 seconds left. And the Atlanta Hawks beat the Milwaukee Bucks 116, 113 to open the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals. The poll question today for Capital Autumn Universal Collision Center is Are you following the NBA playoffs? On Twitter, 73% are saying. That's a hard no. And on Facebook, what, 79% yeah. saying, no, they're not following the NBA playoffs, not in our circle. Although having said that, Dean Texas watching down in Green Bay, he had a comment here. He says, part of me wants to watch since my Bucks haven't won a title in a half century, but given the recent history, it makes me not want to let, get let down again. Ooh, that's a hurting sports fan right there. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to watch because my team's just going to lose. Who hasn't been there? We're with you, Dean. Robbie Ray allowed one run in six innings and three relievers completed a five-hitter as the Toronto Blue Jays earned their fourth win in a row, beating the host Miami Marlins 3-1 to complete a two-game sweep. Bo the Flow had two hits, in RBI, and a run scored for the Blue Jays. And they are home tonight to Baltimore. Well, not home-home, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Substitute Luke Hackinson scored two late goals, the first strikes of his MLS career, to lift host Nashville SC to a wild 3-2 win over Toronto FC, who's lost four in a row. Also, Clement Diop had five saves for his third shutout of the season, and 10-man Montreal held on for a scoreless draw with DC United in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Montreal and D.C. played to a 0-0 game. How'd I miss that? Damn. This sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and Drive-Thru Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Anything else on your mind, Moose? Whew. Or should we take a break and come back for viewer takeover? We're good to break. Okay. Let's do it. James Duffy coming up in hour two. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network across all 10 provinces in 31 states. Live daily on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Sud's full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back,
2: everybody. How
1: do you like us so far?
2: Hey, support for The Rod Peterson Show is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code RP20 at manscaped.com. And then to just get real for a second. Both the 3.0 and the 4.0 have a headlight on it. You can take the logo off, guys. But the 4.0 showed up here, and you're like, do you want this? I'm like, no, I'm still rocking the 3.0. You take it.
3: How do you like it? It's amazing. How do you like the headlight? I was wondering, and then I was sitting I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to turn the lights off and do this in the dark just because just I can. Right? <laughs> exactly. Just because I can. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole new level of power. Right? I know. I know, right? Yeah. So thank you, Manscaped, for
2: looking after us. And thank you to the viewers for ordering Manscaped.com with the promo code
3: RP20 and helping us out. Stay on the air Double with purpose. Our sponsors. If the power goes out and I need a flashlight, it'll also tell you where I am because yeah. I'm walking around. And
2: the other thing is the 4.0, it's not much different from the 3.0, but it's got the headers. There's more
3: clips ah. on it. If you want to just trim the hedges. Exactly. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just putting that out there. You
2: know how your lawnmower has the settings? Dink, 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 dink. Right. Some people this want This has it to more them.
3: settings. Sometimes you want to put your feet in the grass.
2: Yeah. Um, checking what's going on. Breaking news today. Dave Hackstall is the new head coach of the Seattle Kraken. If you don't know that name, you can be forgiven. He uh, coached in the Philly with the Flyers. Not Didn't have a lot of success there. Came from UND. He's the new head coach of the Seattle Kraken. It's getting a... Eh, from the hockey people on the hire. But I'm, I'm giving it the half-shoulder shrug. Eh. Let's see how it turns out. I would have probably hired somebody else, but they didn't ask me. And Robin Leonard is starting uh, in goal for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight, and that's another... Eh. He's a good goalie. Marc-Andre Fleury is the goalie, and if they think it's going to be all up to the goalie... Montreal can think that.
3: And potentially win. Mm-hmm. Vegas can't think that. No, they cannot. And this isn't about the goalies. Nothing to do with Marc-Andre Fleury. Nothing. They made the right decision to go to Marc-Andre Fleury in Game 5. Stay on the plan. And now you're in an elimination game. This isn't about, we need better goaltending to win. This is absolutely about, look at this group played a little tighter defensively in front of Robin Leonard. They played a little bit better up front, especially late in front of Robin Leonard. So this is just to spark the group, to be like, guys, you need to pick it up. The rest of the group needs to pick it up. Just looking for a spark. And, and I think that's where Peter DeBoer is coming from. And, and I like it. I think it's fine. Um, I'm a Marc-Andre Fleury guy, but we'll see if the group in front plays better tonight. You see the shirt that I'm wearing, the Uniting Canada. It's interesting.
2: On the Prairie Mobile text line at 306-840-8777, Prairie Mobile is your authorized tel Mobility dealer. Morning, RP Show. Allie from downtown Edmonton. Our order arrived. Items are awesome. Thanks, and we'll wear for tonight's game and in the future on our first trip back to Hawaii. Go VGK, Vegas Golden Knights. So she ordered this, and she sent me a photo, a very nice one. she got an Oilers hat, RP Show mug, and a Rough Riders ball cap, all in a nice little photo there. So I said email that to me, and maybe we'll put it up on the air here. So I don't know what we're doing. We're starting something here. Uh, with the VGK fan club here in Canada. From Metal Shingle Guy, regarding the CF of L, he says, I wonder if the CFL is interested in Brett Jones. Last I've seen, he was still unsigned in the NFL, talented Canadian offensive lineman. Here's my first initial thought on that. Brett Jones, former Calgary Stampeder, rookie of the year in the CFL. High draft pick of the Calgary Stampeders, played two years, went to the league with the Giants and the Vikings, Is Brett Jones interested in the CFL? Not is the CFL interested in Brett Jones. Of course the CFL's interested in Brett Jones. Did you see him blocking people? He was taking on double teams and ragdolling guys. And he's not that tall. He's incredibly powerful and built. He's made a lot of money in the national football league. I don't think you understand the amount of money that's floating around down there. And he also, I think, has his degree in medicine... He's no dummy. So it's like, does he want to come back to Canada and get his head beat in for whatever he would be? He would be one of the highest paid linemen in the Canadian Football League, and those guys get paid a lot of money. That's right. Just saying, you look at Ben Heenan, watches our show every day, former number one overall pick, went from the Riders to the Indianapolis Colts, kicked around there for a while. And when he eventually got cut, he's like, I'm out. He's farming now, and he loves that more than playing football. So, the question is not does the CFL want Brent Jones? Of course they want Brent Jones. Does Brent Jones want the CFL? That's the question. Did I explain that properly enough? Oh, yeah. Bingo. Second hour kickoff. Get your questions ready. And James Duffy coming up, too. It's the RP show, hour two straight ahead here on Game Plus TV.
1: For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.